0: Hey girl, happy Tuesday. Thank you so much for coming back to the podcast. Today's episode is actually all about 10 healthy tips for your 20s. Very excited about this as health and fitness and wellness is one of my favorite hobbies. Very much looking forward to all the different ideas I'm sharing in today's episode. And I haven't gotten this excited about an episode. In a good amount of time. Not saying that I'm not excited about most of my episodes, but this one is especially one of my passions, so I'm very excited. On that note, though, we are going to be talking about food, exercise, um, relationships with food and exercise. So, if that's kind of a sensitive topic for you, um, you may want to just not listen to this episode and listen to a couple others. I know it's important to give these disclaimers um, in today's day and age, especially with all the different kind of um, disorders and unhealthy ways of thinking. I know a lot of us have struggled with that. So if this is not a topic you want to listen to, no worries. There's a lot of other podcast episodes to choose from. But if you guys want to listen, then buckle up because we're going to talk all about 10 healthy tips for your 20s. Now before we dive into that, we're of course going to talk about our intro topics in today's episode. I am going to skip the favorites of the week section however because all the 10 things I'm sharing are 10 of my favorite things so technically it's another one of those episodes of all the favorite tips and tricks and things but I'm going to move right along to the goal of the week and I would say my goal of the week is to rest up this weekend My weekend's pretty busy this weekend, but I feel like I've just been pushing myself um, in work this week, and I feel ready for some rest. So I just want to figure out a really uh, strategic way to rest, since I don't have too much time to rest this weekend. But I think the best ways that I rest are just hanging out with Aaron, reading, watching some TV or a show with him, a movie. I love to clean and meal prep. So I'll probably do all those things and just chill this weekend. So that's kind of my boring goal. (laughs) But the quote of the week is a very, very great one. I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, we need to put it in the episode. It's from renovatedfaith.com. And the quote says, When we seek satisfaction in anything other than God, we will inevitably endure the afflictions of the world instead of enjoying the affections of God. Let me read that last part again because I think it's so impactful. We will inevitably endure the afflictions of the world instead of enjoying the affections of God. And let me tell you, every single time I've put my satisfaction in anything that's not God, things don't turn out the best. I go through things that are worse. It's, it's actually harder to put the satisfaction in something else because at the end of the day, you're just going to be hurt in the end, you're going to be unsatisfied, and you're going to have affliction whereas you could have made the harder decision put your satisfaction in god and then enjoy his affections so i just realized how true this verse is and not this verse this quote and the older i get the more i know this to be true i get spot very quickly like oh i'm not putting my satisfaction in god and this is happening this is probably why it's happening because Our hearts and our minds and our souls, I believe, were made to be in line with God because we're made in the image of God. We're created to have a relationship with Him. So when something's missing in that relationship, such as we're not depending on God for something or putting our satisfaction in something that is not God, the way that we're wired and created literally will not work as well because we're going against how we were created. We were created to search for our satisfaction in God. And when we go towards that route and live the way that we were created to live, Life, I think, will have more of God's affections in it. Anyway, this quote, I love it so much, and I have it as a graphic on my Instagram for the Girl God's Got You Instagram page. So if you wanna save this quote, go over there, save the photo, and you guys could keep reading it as a reminder. All right, so for the journal prompt of the week, we're gonna be talking about last week's first. So last week's was what is a mood that you want to overcome this week? So for me, I'd say the mood is just overwhelm. Whenever I'm overwhelmed, I get stressed out and then I get impatient and then I get irritated and annoyed and I get flustered and then I get mad at myself. And so overwhelm is kind of the main cause of all those other negative moods that come from it. So I'd say the mood that I want to overcome the rest of this week and I guess next week is overwhelm. And then this week's journal prompt of the week is what is one healthy habit you want to start in 2022? I am very excited to listen to your responses about this specific question because I love talking about this. So please, if you have an idea, just send them to me because I would love to hear it and share it in the next episode. Alrighty, ladies, now we're going to be diving into the God's Got You moment of the week. So for me, mine is... uh, pretty simple and it's the same that i have most weeks but my god's got you moment is just all the sweet moments i've had with aaron this week i love being able to spend quality time with him i love wedding planning with him i love how much we laugh together and he's just honestly my best friend and i'm so grateful for him that god brought us together and um our two year anniversary is coming up soon. So it's just making me all nostalgic. But I'd say, yeah, God's got you moment. And just the way I've seen God's love and provision this week is just through Aaron. So a little on the cheesy romantic side. But now we're going to dive into the God's got you statement of the week. So, girl, God's got you because He wants you to be excited about food and health, not obsessed and consumed with it. And guess what? You can get to that point with God's help. I personally have loved health and fitness for so long, and it's been so hard for me to figure out am I obsessed with it? Am I putting it on an idol? Or is it just simply because I love it? And throughout my life, I've had seasons and mixtures of both, and it's something I always have to work on because I do have an obsessive personality. But I really believe that it's not all or nothing, it's not you're totally completely obsessed with health and fitness and that's only one side of the spectrum and then the other only other option you could have is not care about it at all sometimes in my head i think i have to give one up for the other but you know what that's not how life works there's some middle ground and i really think that you can get to that point where you truly enjoy healthy food and fitness and wellness and all that stuff without making it your idol and so i just want to say if you have a passion for it and you love it but maybe you go through times where you're kind of obsessed with it or you're consumed by it and you feel guilty. I honestly think that God could get us to a healthy point with it and I, I think um, I really want you to know that because if you have a passion for it, like I personally do, I think you can meet in the middle and treat it as something you love but it does not come you know before God and where you put yourself worth. I really think that we all could get to that point. And as young women there's a lot for us to learn for us to get to that point. But I think it's possible. I really do with God's help and his love and his provision. So that's the the God's Got You statement for this week just to gear up this episode. But now we're going to be diving into the top 10 health tips that I have for your 20s. Now before we officially dive in, I'm of course going to give the disclaimer that my profession is in finance, not health. Although my mother is a health coach, which is pretty great, I am not. It would be great if I could be, but I'm not at this moment in my life. Um, So take all these tips with a grain of salt. I also want to preface that I'm still always working on my relationship with health and food and a positive mindset it's definitely been up and down and the kind of is it healthy or unhealthy over the years because it's just something that i just struggled with before and still do at times so i just want you to know that this is not from a place of that i have it all figured out and it's not from a place that i have the 100 percent most healthiest mindset it's simply just tips that i love that have helped me and some of these are tips that i want to start implementing especially on the mindset side of it to help me keep working on having that healthy relationship with food and fitness. So with that being said the first tip is a pretty simple one but it's one that over the years I have learned to be extremely extremely helpful. So first tip is eat your veggies. Okay I know it's self-explanatory and I know it's something we always hear but let me just say this veggies can be extremely interesting and delicious they do not have to be boring. For me every time I hear eat your veggies I literally think of just raw carrots and then just raw dry spinach I don't know why that comes into my head but I I just think of oh like just the dry veggies but in reality veggies can be extremely flavorful I would encourage each and every one of you to get your hands on an air fryer as soon as possible. I got my ginormous air fryer on OfferUp for $40, it was either $40 or $45, Um, and normally that size of the one I have, like the jumbo one, is normally $70 to $80. So even if you buy it used, just deep clean it really well. This guy barely used it, it was very, very clean. So either buy it used, buy a tiny one, buy a big one, whatever you want, but veggies in the air fryer is a game changer okay love it so much Uh, whether it's kale chips like i was talking about last week i actually still haven't tried those but it actually sounds so good um you could do kale you could do just getting those stir-fry veggies from trader joe's or literally any type of uh grocery store in the frozen aisle section you pop those in there you spray it with some coconut oil spray. you rub it with some olive oil Let me just say the oil in the air fryer, if you put a little bit on your veggies, makes them cook so much faster and so much better. You just need sea salt, some pepper, you're good to go. You could do sweet potatoes in the air fryer. You could do mushrooms in the air fryer. I've cut up bananas and put them in the air fryer. You could do apple slices in the air fryer. Every single thing in the air fryer. Not to mention chicken, salmon, tofu. I'm sure you could somehow cook an egg in an air fryer, like in a little dish. There's so many recipes, oh my goodness, and you could bake in the air fryer. I have not tried that too much, but you could also do turkey burgers, veggie burgers. I put chickpeas in the air fryer all the time. Literally so many ways to eat healthy, but specifically with veggies in the air fryer, absolute game changer. Another very easy way to get veggies in is to saute your spinach or your kale in your pasta sauce before you put it in soup, um, you saute it before you mix it with eggs for an omelet or a scramble, because like most of you probably know, it's very self-explanatory. When you saute spinach or kale, it wilts down to such a small amount, especially spinach, that you could take three or four handfuls of spinach and you saute it down to just a little clump. And so it's an amazing way to get in a lot of veggies and it tastes so good. So I'd say utilize the air fryer and then also utilize the saucepan, just if you want cooked veggies. But when it comes to raw veggies, I am a huge proponent of salads. Now I would say get as many textures in your salad as possible. So have that bed of kale or romaine or spinach, whatever it is, and then add some roasted veggies onto it. Add some roasted uh, garbanzo beans or some black beans. Add your feta cheese or your goat cheese or whatever you want. Add your cranberries. Add your nuts. Add your sauces. Add your avocado. Cut up an orange. Adding an orange to a salad makes it so good with the textures. And so if you want raw veggies, play up the textures as much as you can with so many different toppings. And what's really great is that salads are so easy to meal prep because they're not that messy. And what I love to do, and I actually talk about this in one of my tips as far as kind of meal prepping goes, is just the night before, if you make a salad for dinner, just make an extra one for the next day and put on the same exact toppings. You cut things up one time. It's so easy. But let me just say, when it has come to raw veggies, the salads that have all the different components make it so worth it. And for me personally, it's really hard for me to eat raw veggies. Hummus does help, but the raw veggies, without anything on it, whether it's sauce or they're cooked, I just can't do just a raw carrot. I've tried. It's not my favorite. I always tell myself, oh, I'll eat carrots and hummus. And every time I do eat the carrots and hummus, it is so delicious. Carrots, hummus, chicken. But I've had the same carrots and hummus sitting in my fridge for a week. And so for some reason, when I hear eat your veggies, raw veggies are not my favorite way to go. Unless you prepare the veggies a certain way. So I just want to say, eating your veggies helps you feel good. It is flavorful. It's the best thing if you want to maintain or lose weight. I'm not going to really be talking about either of those in today's episode because this isn't really about weight. But if that's something you focus on, um, veggies are the way to go, in my opinion. Obviously do your research, but... Main tip, eat your veggies. That was a very long rant, I am so sorry, but I am very passionate about veggies, as you could tell. All right, the second tip is find your favorite sauce. All right, some of these are really random and they sound kind of silly, but sauce changes the game. Now I'm gonna share a little story. It's pretty embarrassing, but it's one that I think is quite hilarious. So when Erin and I first started dating, I was not the best at cooking chicken, okay? We had this joke that I had chicken flavored chicken. The reason this came up is my roommate in college, she said, Oh, I made this chicken. I made one with garlic. I made one with like cheese. I don't know what she put on it, but she made this delicious chicken. And she said, Oh, you're cooking chicken right now. What, what flavor are you cooking? And I was like, you know what? I actually forgot to put any seasoning on it. And I was like, I guess it's just chicken flavored chicken. And so, when Aaron and I started dating, we started cooking a lot, and that's one of our favorite things to do together. And he told me that he took me to Flavortown, because he taught me how to season chicken better. So we have gone from chicken-flavored chicken to chicken that has sauce on it, or seasoning, but the sauce is the game changer. Anyway, I've grown a lot in my flavor skills. My friend Katherine would not agree to that because she she still thinks that my um, taste buds are pretty bland when it comes to chicken. But I do have to say, sauce changes the game, especially if you do so happen to make that chicken flavored chicken and you need some extra help. Sauce is important. So for me... I like to make a lot of my own dressings and sauces. Um, it's not something I do often because life is busy, but if it were up to me, I would try to make every single one. I would try to replicate all my favorites. Uh, my personal favorite ones to make is simply just mixing the other oil and vinegar and a little Tupperware and have that on my salad and squeeze some orange or lemon juice in the salad. That's a very simple salad dressing. I also love adding tahini to salad dressing with some balsamic vinegar. Very delicious. Another type of hack to make kind of a sauce on your own is whenever you use marinara sauce with pasta, mix in some hummus. It makes it creamy, and it does does not taste like hummus at all, but it makes it creamy, or you could add in Greek yogurt, so that's a way to make kind of a creamy marinara pasta sauce without having all the extra fat and oils from something you could buy at a store. So, those are just some of the little hacks. I love making my own hummus. I do not do that often. And I wish I could, you know, make more dressings. I I should. One of these days, I actually will with like basil and cilantro and all that. But for me, right now, those are kind of my basic homemade sauces. But the other sauces that I very much love that I buy from the store is first the cilantro dressing from Trader Joe's. So good. It does have dairy in it. I eat dairy now. I used to not eat dairy, but I it does have dairy in it. So if you're dairy-free, this sadly won't work for you. But that dressing is amazing. Another great dressing is the carrot miso dressing from Trader Joe's. That one I believe is vegan. So if you're vegan, that'll work for you. I also absolutely love the Trader Joe's sweet chili sauce. So, so good on salad with the cilantro lime dressing. I know it sounds weird, but it's so good. And then the last sauce I will talk about is the curry sauce from Trader Joe's. They have a red curry sauce and they also have a yellow one. Oh my gosh, that on roasted veggies with sweet potatoes and chicken is so, so good. So anyway, I just went on another rant about sauce, but it's my favorite. And then another sauce, this is not from Trader Joe's, but you get it at Costco or Albertsons. It's called Bitchin' Sauce. I don't know why it's called that. It's kind of hilarious because my mom and all of her friends talk about and sauce, and it's just funny because they don't cuss that often, but this sauce is so good. It's great for salads. It's great for Mexican food. It's great for chicken. It's great to mix with hummus. Absolutely amazing. They have so many flavors. Go to Albertsons or Safely or Costco. I'm not going to keep saying the name of the word because it does have a curse word in it. Anyway, that sauce is delicious. I will stop talking about it now, but it's so good please pick it up you will thank me later alright next tip number three play around with your protein let's go back to that chicken flavored chicken story in college I pretty much just ate chicken I would of course dabble around with some tofu things and I eat that sometimes and I would eat turkey like turkey bacon and ground turkey but really the go-to is chicken and I love chicken still I love it so much but I never ate tofu I rarely ever ate fish And now I eat tofu, I eat fish, I eat chicken, I eat chicken sausages. The chicken sausages from Trader Joe's are absolutely amazing. Please pick some up. In the air fryer, they take like five minutes to cook and they're so good. So, air fryer and Trader Joe's, if those could be packaged in a beautiful little gift, I would give it to each and every one of you. But, let's get back to the protein. Spicing up your protein, whether it's making an egg burrito, or having salmon, or having tuna from the can, or having tofu, or having beans and lentils. You don't just have to have the normal chicken. You could flavor it up. So, honestly, when I pick out different proteins, it changes up the recipes, it makes things more exciting and so if you find yourself getting bored with your healthy eating or if you feel like you can't figure out any new recipes just change the protein. It'll help so much and this also goes back to maybe you may just want to make a smoothie. If you add some almond butter, if you add protein powder, if you add yogurt and some egg whites, those are all great forms of protein in your smoothie. So play around with your protein, it'll spice things up and it'll make things so much more interesting and it's a fun way to add in different types of protein and more protein if you need it. Alright let's run through these tips, I don't want this episode to be too long. So number four, a HIIT workout is a great option for cardio. Alright I used to walk on the treadmill probably two times a week, like 20-30 minute chunks. I rarely ever walk the treadmill. I don't know if this is really a good thing or a bad thing. The other day I walked on the treadmill and it was okay, but I am a junkie for HIIT workouts. Okay. Hit workouts are a great way to get a good amount of cardio in in a little time. Because for me, honestly, I do love walking on the treadmill, but it's really boring for me. Back when I was studying a bunch, it was a great way to just get your flashcards out, get your study guide out, walk, do two things at once. Now I'm like, "Eh, I could listen to a podcast or I could read a book, but do I really want to do that early in the morning? Not really. I kind of want to just do a creative workout or not workout you know what i mean so hit workouts they stimulate your brain and they're really great exercise and you could do a very intense 20 30 25 15 whatever 10 minute hit workout and get so much high intense cardio in that's equivalent to a longer amount of time that you would do at a steady state of cardio. So HIIT workout is so good, especially if you don't have a lot of time and you only have a little bit of time. And the fact that you tell yourself, wow, I'm only doing cardio for like 20 minutes twice a week, it makes you want to work harder during those 20 or 25 or 30 minutes because you know you're limiting yourself on your cardio and you think, I only have this much time. Let's work really hard. So I've been trying out new HIIT workouts recently from a YouTuber named Carolyn Girvin. G-I-R-V-A-N, I believe that's how you spell her last name. My mom recommended her to me and her HIT workouts are wonderful. She also has wonderful upper body workouts, ab workouts, so great. All you can do it from home or do it at the gym, with weights, without weights. She has a lot of variety but those HIT workouts are great and so I love doing HIT workouts whether I create them or I watch them on YouTube. Hit workouts are great, so I would just encourage you to try them out if you haven't because they save time and they're really effective. Alright, the next tip is to start small with your workouts. Now, it's very easy to work out straight for a week, working out 45 minutes a day, and then another week goes by and then you skip it. Or maybe you do it for a month and then you get off the bandwagon. Because if you're not feeling up to the workout and you're super tired, you may tell yourself, oh, I, just, I don't want to do a 45-minute workout. I really don't. let's say the workout was 15 minutes or 25 minutes or 30 minutes. Maybe you'd say, okay, it's only 20, 30 minutes. I could do that. So start small with your workouts. Start trying to work out 30 minutes a day, four days a week and see where that gets you. Or 20 minutes a day, three days a week. There's no really right and wrong with exercise as long as you're doing healthy form and not hurting yourself. And so honestly, start small with the workouts and create that habit and that consistency because consistency is so much more key working out really hard for a week or working out two days a week really hard and then not for the rest of the week you're gonna see better results and feel better mentally and feel more calm if you do consistent small starts to your workouts that's helped me so much in life and it's continuing to help me and for example today i had to be at a rotary meeting very early and so i didn't work out as long as i wanted to as long as i normally do but i thought i could just get something in i could do a HIIT workout an AB workout we're all good so yeah, hit workouts are amazing, highly recommend, as well as starting small. Okay, the next tip, oh, here it is, carbs are your friend. My mom could go into her whole spiel about carbs and how they're so beneficial because she's a health coach and has taken so many lessons on this topic, but carbs literally are your friend so much. Do not cut out carbs all the way unless you definitely need to. I know there's some mandatory reasons why people need to go keto and low or no carb, but for most people you should have carbs. And so for me I like when I build my my plate with any whether it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, I like to have some form of a protein, some form of a carb, and some form of a fruit or a veggie. Now, with snacks, I'm not the best at this cuz sometimes I want granola or sometimes I want fruit and some nuts sometimes I want carrots and hummus and so I, I don't really want to have a full carb fat protein green fruit in every single snack but for sure for the three meals a day that's very important to me and so for me here's a hack I love dessert after lunch and dinner whether I'm actually hungry or not I just love dessert after lunch or dinner I'm trying to figure out that out because I'm like should I really keep eating if I'm not hungry but I have such a sweet to- tooth and I need something sweet and so for me, sometimes, if I just am very much wanting my dessert, whether I'm hungry or not, I think, okay, my carb for the meal is going to be my dessert. Now, I'm only applying this because my desserts are not really desserts. They're actually very healthy and they don't have too much flavor because I don't put too much sugar in my desserts. And so my brother and dad would be like, yeah, that muffin is definitely not dessert. And I always tell myself, if I could have the dessert that I make for breakfast, it's my kind of dessert because I like to make desserts that are still really healthy. So for example, what I mean is sometimes I have my carb as my dessert is sometimes I have salad with a protein and then for my dessert slash carb, I have a chocolate chip like oatmeal muffin that I made. You could eat it for breakfast, but it's also sweet enough to satisfy the sweet tooth and it has enough healthy oatmeal carbs in it to where I'm getting the carb that I need, but I'm satisfying the sweet tooth as well. So this is one way that helps me when sometimes I'm just really craving something sweet. It could be that I have cravings from hormones. It could be that I just very much want that dessert. Sometimes having that healthy muffin as both a carb and a dessert works for me. So that's just a little hack when it comes to carbs. But for the most part, having healthy carbs such as rice or potatoes or even having, you know a whole grain bread, I love Ezekiel bread, but I also, you know what, I love the normal sourdough toast from Trader Joe's, which really does not have that much nutritional content, but it's del- that's delicious. So not every carb has to be an amazing high quality carb, for the most part it should, but even if you do have that toast just because you love it and it doesn't really have any nutritional value, it's still okay, because you also want to live in moderation and live by that 80-20 rule. So carbs are your friend. I feel so much better when I have carbs. When I look back on my life where I didn't have as many carbs and now I have a healthy amount of carbs, I would say that I just, I feel healthier and less restrictive. So my next healthy hack, ooh, I like the sound of that healthy hack. Healthy hack number I think we're on 7 or 8 is write out your workouts ahead of time. Now listen ladies, I just started doing this and it has changed my workout game. Okay, my goal is on Sundays to write out my workouts for the week. What I've been doing is I've been keeping most of my lower body workouts the same and I just try to increase the reps and the, the reps, excuse me, and the weight. Um, of each exercise every single week and I like to just track it on my Notion app so I could see where I started and my progress and look at how much weight and reps that I lifted the week before so I know what to change for the next week. And so tracking my workouts is so fun. It makes every workout just less stressful. I know what I'm walking into. It's so nice to know, okay, I don't really have to brainstorm at the gym what I'm going to do. I just know what I'm going to do. And it's also fun on Sundays to think of all the fun workouts. So I do need to reframe what my upper body, core and cardio days look like. I do those on Tuesday Thursdays because I have been doing more of those YouTube hit workouts and YouTube upper body and core workouts. But for the most part, Monday, Wednesday, Friday is lower body and then sometimes I add in hit or abs there on some of those days. And then for sure for sure Tuesday Thursdays are cardio, core and upper body. So that's what I do. Um it's been helping so much. I would encourage all of you to write out your workouts ahead of time. So game-changing and I, I feel stronger I see myself getting stronger and if you want to see results honestly writing it down and tracking your progress is a very simple and strategic way the next tip is to get creative with your drinks such as tea coffee kombucha sometimes i'm just snacky because i'm bored or i really just want to eat food even though i'm not hungry at all and that's not the healthiest thing i'm trying to work on it but during those times where i just know i'm not hungry but i just want to eat food i think okay maybe i could i mean i just want flavor you know i don't want to just chew gum because sometimes i don't feel good when i eat gum so that's where tea and coffee and kombucha some fun drinks that have flavor but it's not like you're eating when you're full you know what i mean so i have been loving tea recently i love i think it's the turmeric ginger tea from trader joe's i i I think it's no it's the detox tea But I think it does have turmeric and ginger in it. That tea is so delicious. I also love ginger tea. I love berry tea. I love passion tea, green tea. And having hot tea with oat milk or icing your tea and adding oat milk takes it to a whole new level because it feels a little more filling and flavorful with oat milk in it. I also got tea with a girlfriend the other night and I had chai tea with steamed milk and it tasted like a healthy chai tea latte. So there's a life hack for you but also coffee so good I love light and medium roast coffee personally and yes I am a K cup fan I have tried the French press and I was loving the French press but it was getting kind of silty and powdery so that was not my favorite but I think I just need a new filter and then kombucha I love a good kombucha so just try out some drinks if you if you want to figure out how to curb that quote unquote snacky peckish feeling but you're really not hungry a drink could always help with that all right tip number nine Fill yourself up with hobbies instead of food when you're bored or tired. So just like I was talking about, you know, have a drink when you're, you know, bored or tired and you want to eat, but you're not hungry. Same thing. Find a hobby, do something you love. Usually it's because your brain wants a dopamine hit and food I think gives us dopamine because it tastes delicious and it's awesome. But sometimes we want that dopamine hit and we shouldn't have it from food. We should have it from something else because we may not be hungry. Now, of course, if you're hungry and you're bored, then you probably should eat because you're hungry and bored. But if you know yourself, you know your body, just do something you love, whether it's work, whether it's taking a break from work and going on a walk, whether it's doing your hobby, maybe it's being productive, Doing those things and filling yourself up with that stuff before food, if you're not hungry, is a great way to uh, to take care of that. And that's something I'm working on. All right, last tip, the final one, and I think this is one of the most important, is reframe unhealthy thoughts. Now, There's many unhealthy thoughts that we can have about food, and one of them I want to talk about is when you realize maybe you ate too much food, or you ate something you didn't want to eat, or maybe you skipped that workout. We could overanalyze in our brains so much like, oh, I'm going to lose all my progress. Oh, no, I messed up. How could I do this? How will I have to make it up these next couple of days? If you have thoughts like that, they do not have to control you. And you don't have to have, feel bad about having that thought because you can reframe it the second you have it. And one logical thought that comes to mind recently is if I eat something I didn't want to eat or maybe I ate too much food and now I'm overly stuffed. The, the most logical response to that is, well, you can't reverse it. You can feel bad about it all you want, but you can't change the fact of what you ate or how much you ate. All you can change is your actions going forward. So for me, if I messed up in a certain way with health and fitness, I could tell myself, well, you could feel sad, but you can't change anything. And so that's kind of a some tough love that you could tell yourself knowing that you can't change anything from the past, but you can change the future and how you live. And every time I eat something that I don't really like or I overeat, I can either tell myself. Do I am I glad that I did that sometimes yes I'm glad that I did that because it was for a special occasion I was having fun but sometimes I don't like the actions that I made with health and fitness and food so it inspires me to change tomorrow and so having that logical approach and reframing your unhealthy thoughts is so important and the last thing that I'll touch on on this tip about reframing unhealthy thoughts is knowing that it's not the most important thing yes it's nice to feel confident yes it's nice to feel healthy but it's not the most important thing it's it's not more important than family it's not more important than god it's not more important than purpose or loving other people it's great to have confidence in yourself it's great to feel good look good and feel healthy but there's going to be phases in your life where maybe you won't feel good or feel the most confident but you may have a lot of happiness you may feel really content with your relationships you may be really present with people so just taking the pressure off knowing that maybe if you're not the size you want to be or maybe you're not as healthy internally or externally that you want to be tell yourself that you can take the pressure off you can take the baby steps right now figure out what's the next right thing to do develop small achievable, healthy habits. Take the pressure off. and When you take the pressure off, there's so much more ease because the more you focus intently on something, the harder it's going to be because you're going to notice all the imperfections. You're going to be too hard on yourself. But knowing like, hey, this is important, but it's not more important than other things. Takes the pressure off and then you'll be able to reach your goals faster. Every time in my life where I've kind of taken the pressure off a little bit, I feel better and then I see results more. So a lot of times stress does play a role in health, that's something I've personally noticed in myself when I'm the most stressed, the health goes downhill, but then when I'm the most relaxed, I feel really good. So those are my top 10 tips for your 20s when it comes to health, these health hacks. I hope this episode was not too rambly. I don't like to have my episodes go over 30 minutes, but this one I guess did. It was more of a chatty episode. But if you enjoyed it, please let me know. Please rate and subscribe to this episode. I would love to have a review as well and hear your feedback. Or if you wanna DM me or email me, With your feedback or any suggestions, please do. Share your healthy hacks with me. Please share your journal prompt of the week with me about a health habit you want to start this year. And I can't wait to talk to you in next Tuesday's episode. Bye, girl.